Coming up on today's Locked On Senators. Oh, man, what a weekend. Senators get a 5-1 win over the Detroit Red Wings, but as usual when these two teams meet, the extracurriculars were at an all-time high. So we'll recap the game and also mop up the fallout of what was a scary incident in the first period. And after weeks of inconsistency, have the Senators finally found a lineup that works? And was it a meeting behind closed doors that made it all happen? That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 935 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LockedOnNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Today is Monday, December 11th in Pilsy. It is very appropriate to be talking about coaching and how great it's been recently on Daniel Alfredson's 51st birthday. Shout out to the Senators all-time great. Yes, Ross. Daniel Alfredson is doing a perfect job of being the Daniel Alfredson of this organization. I mean, that's the job title they gave him, and he's doing it just as good as anyone else could. So congrats to Alfie for that, and happy birthday. I'm sure he's uh, hitting up the, the paddle courts today, Ross. Oh, has to be. But it's also an important day because the Senators are about to go on what will be a killer road trip, playing against some of the top teams out West, not in order, but they've got Dallas, Vegas, and Colorado all on this five-game trip that also has stops on the way, they play in Arizona, and I'm blanking on the first game of the trip. St. Louis. Thank you very much. St. Louis is the first half of back-to-back Thursday, Friday, uh, where they played Dallas on Friday. But before all that, one more day of home cooking. They've got the Dallas Stars right ahead, or sorry, the Carolina Hurricanes right ahead, where they're going up against a team who's crabby. Lost four straight. And we'll have a full preview on tomorrow's show. But about coaching, about Alfie, about Jacques Marte and DJ Smith, we're reading Ian Mendez's article in The Athletic this morning, as we always do, and it comes down to what happened behind closed doors on November 28th. The analytics show, and Ian Mendez nailed it with these, everything is top 10 since the meeting. And we kind of discussed that on the postcast as well, Pilsy, that this was a team that was playing the right way, even in their losses to Columbus and Toronto. So how do they keep it going, and what to you is the biggest reason for that success? Well, I think, and Ian lays this out in his article, is the coaching staff kind of took the approach, like, I think when you lose a game like that up against the Florida Panthers, everybody, fans, players, media, everybody's expecting the coaches to just 
rip into the players, right? And rightfully so. It was an embarrassing loss, an embarrassing effort. That's usually what the response is, is, hey, this is unacceptable. We're going to get really upset about this, and we're going to let you guys know how unacceptable this is. And I feel like that's a typical response. But the direction that DJ Smith and the coaching staff took is everyone knows it was unacceptable. We don't need to tell you that. We don't need to reiterate that. How about let's sit down and let's try to problem solve. Let's come up with solutions. And the coaching staff kind of took the, hey, we're on the same team here. This isn't the coaching staff versus the players. This is all of us together. None of us were good enough. The coaching staff wasn't good enough in a 5 nothing loss like that. And I think that's them recognizing that and being like, let's sit down and let's work together and see where do we need to be better? Where can we improve so this doesn't happen again? And it just seemed like there's more cohesiveness between the players and coaching staff from that meeting as opposed to if the coaching staff just ripped into them and yelled at them. And now you've got, you've, you're divided. The players are pissed that the coaches are pissed. The coaches are pissed that the players aren't getting the message. And you've just got two separate sides here. It's, it's like, uh, you know, workers and management. It, it creates a divide. You don't want to do that. You want to be together as a team. And I think uh, DJ Smith took the right approach there because it's having good results. We're going to get into more of the line combinations that seem to be working. The Senators are doing their annual Chio visit this year. And it was something that, you know, had fallen by the wayside with COVID and everything, but it's one of the most special times of the year where they get to make their day at Chio, Roger Nielsen house and the Ronald McDonald house. So really, really important day. And, and I'm looking forward to the great content that comes out, all those smiling kids and everything of that nature. So looking forward to that today, the senators will also practice this morning at 10 30 a.m. Eastern. We're recording a little bit earlier than that. So for practice updates, check us out on social media at Send Central. But Pilsy, I know people in the Red Wings fans that are hate watching this and Sens fans who are curious what the fallout was because we covered this all in the postcast right after the game. 5-1 Senators beat the Detroit Red Wings. And I don't think it's a surprise. Some do that only David Perron will be getting a hearing from the league. And not only is it a hearing, it's those in-person Zoom hearings where they have the opportunity to suspend him for five or more games. I said it's going to be five games in the postcast on Saturday. I'm sticking to that. It was a predatory cross-check. It was a retaliatory cross-check. It was yep. on an unsuspecting opponent. And heck, it was on an opponent who had nothing to do with the incident that was dissolving in front of our very eyes. Your thoughts on the fact that it's only David Perron that could be facing supplemental discipline after that play. And good news, too. We should mention Dylan Larkin is okay by all accounts. Kevin Week saying that all tests came back negative, came back good. clear. Um, he's obviously not feeling 100%, but there's no, like, fracture or, or you know, problems like that that uh, that could have been scary, super scary incident, and we're glad he's okay. Yeah, I mean, Ross, this is best-case scenario for Dylan Larkin, really. Like, I thought when you see him down on the ice like that, like, this is a serious, serious injury. And for him to to have those results come back and for it to seem like uh, hopefully it's not a long-term thing, that's great to see. The The game's better when Dylan Larkin's in it. I think whether you're a Sens fan or a Red Wings fan, you could admit that he's a great player. Um, we, we already broke down the incident uh, deeply on the postcast. Go check it out. Ross, I after that, I thought I, I described what happened. I, I'm someone that I always try to take a look at, 
Okay, there's an action and a reaction. I want to take a look at why each side acted like they did. And I think when you get Red Wings fans that absolutely hate what I said, I was like, okay, fair. I'm a Sens fan. They're going to hate that. But then when I had Sens fans hating what I said as well, I was like, you know what? I probably landed right in the middle somewhere. So maybe I did have the correct take on it if both sides absolutely hate what I had to say on it. So go go check out the video and uh, have an opinion for yourself. But the thing is, I do believe that the refs got this right. I think even Derek Lalonde said it in his press conference that once the refs explained it to him and they communicated what was going on, he thought that they they did get the right handle on the situation too. So that just goes to show you that even from a Red Wings coach that obviously doesn't want to see his captain go down like that and then be shorthanded nonetheless after saying that he thought it was appropriate how it went down. I think that goes to show that that was the right way to do it. And Matthew Joseph... I don't think that was that was predatory. I don't think it was an intent to injure where you look at David Prawn. There's no other way around it. He was doing everything in his power to injure Zub and retaliating to what he saw. And that's the emotions, getting the best of him. There's no excusing it. I'm not defending David Prawn. All I'm saying is that's what happened, is he got his wires crossed, he saw his captain down, and he was pissed off, and he wanted to to get his revenge no matter who where what how or why like he just wanted some revenge so i think the nhl is going to look at that the player safety department is going to say hey we understand that you you were upset in the moment but what you did is inexcusable you like that cannot happen in the game of hockey or at all like that's just downright bad for the game correct call in my opinion i i'm with you ross i think he's going to get five games for that and that hearing will take place this afternoon. The NHL Department of Player Safety uh, tweeting that out yesterday. So we'll keep you updated on what happens with David Perrault. Their next game, by the way, is also against Carolina. On uh, Or they might have one in between. But Carolina plays Ottawa, then goes down and plays Detroit. Whereas, yeah, Detroit is in Dallas tonight, actually, for a quick date with go the Stars. Dallas Stars. That game starts at 8 o'clock Eastern. Go Stars, go! And uh, no, all jokes aside, I'm actually dead serious on that one. But yeah. uh, coming up after the break, we will get into a little bit more of the X's and O's about why the Ottawa Senators have been able to turn a corner. They're 3-2 and two in their last uh, five games, so I know that it's not jumping off the page, but if you look a little deeper into the numbers, this trend could continue, and it's coming at a great time with a tough trip coming up. So we'll get into all that next, and the inaugural Sten of the Week. Wow, new segment alert. That's Ooh. all next. Stay tuned. This is Locked on Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Guys, the Senators are coming off a road trip from the Motor City. So I hope they've got everything checked out with their car and their vehicle right. And the best place to do that is with eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million, yes, million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. It's that simple. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that W. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Check it out today, guys. eBay Motors. Today's episode is also brought to you by Shawarma Palace. You know we love our friends at Shawarma Palace. It's my happy place whenever I go to Ottawa. I visit them at the location on Rideau Street, the flagship, the OG location. They've been slinging shawarma since 1997, but now you can go visit them at Bank and Hunt Club and as well now available in the St. Laurent Shopping Center. So go get your Shawarma Palace fix. It's always fuel filament at Shawarma Palace. The portion size is enormous. The taste, delicious. The quality, the freshest ingredients used possible. They've got the garlic sauce that is to die for. So make sure you go check them out at Shawarma Palace. You can also follow them online. Abbas, the owner, great friend of the show. He was on with us a week or two ago, and he mentioned, he's like, we're doing something really special for Christmas giveaway. So make sure you're following them on social media and go grab a Shawarma at any of their seven locations. Also available online on Uber Eats for delivery. So go eat like a royal today. Go eat at Shawarma Palace. All right, Pilsy. So the Senators are coming off a 5-1 win. Excuse me, a dominant 5-1 win over the Detroit Red Wings. And you know what I loved most about that win, Pilsy? Look, the thing happens in the first period. It's, it's It could deteriorate into a debacle. <laughs> but instead, the Senators came out in the second and had probably their strongest period of the game. And I think that that is a sign of maturity that this team isn't going to get sucked into the physical confrontations and forget how important every single point is down the road. Yeah, and that's the thing, Ross. Like, we've seen opportunities where the Sens have had a major advantage. Like I mentioned on the postcast, the Red Wings are going 11-7 and here. They're without their number two centerman, JT Comfort. Then... Obviously, unfortunately, Dylan Larkin goes down. Now you don't have your number one or number two center. You're now playing uh, 10 and six. And not to mention, David Perron gets a match penalty. So really, you're playing nine and six here from the first period. So if the Senators weren't able to win that game, Ross, you got to look at yourself and be like, we had a prime opportunity here. And they've done like up against the New York Islanders, two defensemen go down and are injured the whole game in the in the first period, and the Senators aren't able to win that game. But up against the Red Wings, they're able to take advantage of this and get a dominant 5-1 victory, so that's huge. So we found something, right? Like having Norris playing with Kachuk and, and Giroux is the play, right, going forward? Well, Ross, I more think that... It, Yes, you're you're right there, but inherently it's more the fact that that now has created that line of um, Tarasenko, Stutzla, and Batherson. That's the line for me that has really got things going because Tarasenko is a guy you brought in one year, $5 million deal, but he's a hired gun. He's a guy that scores 30 goals very consistently in the NHL. You needed more goal scoring, and he hadn't been scoring goals because he'd been stuck on the on the third line with Rook Chartier. Now you get him up with some guys that have some skills, some playmakers that can set him up and look what happens. He has an incredible week. So I really think that the biggest thing that this lineup has done is balance things out, get guys in positions where they are set up to succeed. And most importantly, it's gotten Vladimir Tarasenko going because this guy needed a spark. He needed to get going. And I think now you've got a really nice lineup now that Ridley Gregg is back in the mix here. 
What do you think is is more on point right now? The forward lines or now that the decor, and I hate to say it because obviously having Thomas Shabbat would have been a, a huge boost to this group, but the way that the D pairs are now set up where they aren't, you know, overloading that one side or, or having, you know, one guy on each pair that's really your top three defensemen spread out over three pairs. Now you've got a legit pair in Chikrin and Zub. And the way Jacob Bernard Docker has stepped up and played with Sanderson this week, like they were both plus six in three games played. Like, where do you think the strength of this team lies right now between the forwards and the defense? I'm going to stick with the forwards, Ross. Uh, Like you mentioned, Thomas Shabbat out of the lineup. Like that's a key cog missing from your decor. Mind you, they're managing well. And uh, I think this could be sustainable with the way DJ Smith has put those pairs. But this Ottawa Senators team is built to score goals up front. Timmy, Drake, Vladimir Tarasenko, Claude Giroux, Batherson, Norris, uh, Dominic Kubalik even is getting in the mix scoring goals. Like these, there's so much talented offense there that you need to optimize that lineup to get all those guys going and to have three lines rolling nicely. And it seems like Ross, with all the injuries that have happened, the auto centers hadn't been able to do that. But now with Ridley Gregg back, Josh Norris, healthy as ever. They've been able to get their forward lines right, and they're scoring a lot of goals. They're they're among one of the top teams in goals per game, and that's what you want to see from this team. I really think, and I mentioned in the offseason, this team is constructed to kind of outscore a lot of their problems and some of their defensive structure issues. And again, great game by Corpusalo, but if you look at the goaltending numbers, still among the worst in the league, unfortunately, between Corpy and Forsberg. So this team needs to be able to outscore their problems, and they're doing a better job of it now. Since November 8th, Drake Batherson is plus five. And I lead with that because I always hear back from people when I talk about Drake Batherson being an offensive star in the league when he's at his best. And they say, well, he's still a minus player. You know, that dash 31, people can't get that out of their head from last year. It might have even been worse, actually, now that I... Now that I think it through, yeah, minus 35 last year. That's a chilly one. But in his last number of games, well, first, he's riding a five-game points streak where he has seven points and is plus six over his last five games. But you can rewind that back all the way to that Vancouver loss right before they went out to, uh, to Sweden. And in his last 11 games, Drake Batherson has 14 points in those games. So the offense is clicking for him, man. What an assist Tim Stutzla in that, in that second period that it really was kind of the, the, the knockout punch in the face that, that they needed to get. Cause they were up three, one, but I still wasn't that confident because we've seen them give up two goal leads as recently as against Columbus on, uh, on the previous Friday. So for them to really put that one to bed with the fourth goal going into the second intermission, I believe it was in the last minute of the period too. So to get those momentum goals was huge. So shout out to Drake Batherson, but I'm going to go with the decor just with the way JBD has, has settled in nicely. I still look for them to make one more decision back there with Travis Hamanick, and we're seeing the ice time dwindle. So I'm not going to you know go off on it because it has been trending in the direction where he's playing less and less. I also understand without Shabbat that they don't want to have JBD and have another young defenseman in the lineup, like we saw in the in the YouTube comments, and it's fair because Max Gannett's playing great in Belleville. Yep. He deserves a chance to to play, but I also do kind of understand the standpoint of okay, look, you you already have your power play D set, and that's where you'd probably want to get him a little more ice. Is it worth having him come up and playing 10, 11 minutes? 
while Hamnick's kind of playing that, but Hamnick does bring that element of being a solid penalty killer. That's the one area even the biggest Hamnick haters can't take away the fact that this guy is fearless on the PK and can put his body on the line and, and block shots. So I think from that standpoint, I understand it. But man, JBD, like he he was seriously considered Pillsy for center of the week. I got to tell you, like this guy, just a calm demeanor that he played with. He mixed in his first career National Hockey League goal this week. He had two points plus six, and he played 17-07. Like there's no way he's played that much in a single you know, week in, in his NHL career so far. You look at it from the standpoint as well that he had six block shots in those three games. I just thought this was a heck of the week from Jacob Bernard Docker. Yeah, JBD has really impressed and he's really found a way to solidify himself as an everyday NHLer. We were we knew he had it in him, Ross. We knew it. It's just he wasn't able to kind of fully grasp onto it and figure it out. He's figured it out now and he's looking great, which is huge with Thomas Shabbat out of the lineup. I just want to mention with Batherson too. Batherson being able to elevate his game recently, like you mentioned. That's just as important as Tarasenko because, Ross, I feel like for most of this year, it was either, okay, you put Vladimir Tarasenko up with the skilled guys and he's going to play good, but that means you got to have Batherson on that third line with Rourke Chartier, so he's not going to be good. And then you were like, okay, we got to get Batherson going. So now you put Batherson up with those guys and you move Tarasenko back down with Chartier, and now you've sacrificed Tarasenko's ability. They found the perfect way to get both those guys going Put them on the same line. Get Allow them to have the same opportunity. And it's worked brilliantly. So I think that's been a breakthrough for DJ Smith and the coaching staff is finding a way to have both Vladimir Tarasenko and Drake Batheson playing with the right players and optimizing their offensive abilities without having to sacrifice one or the other. But when this season, have we been able to say that Drake Batherson's played well and Josh Norris? Because Norris is playing the best hockey he's played since coming back from injury as well. So just overall, like the only guy, and I'm not getting on him by any stretch, but like Brady's been the quietest guy in the top six right now. And you know, it's only a matter of time before he pops off. And hey, St. Louis, you know, he always comes to play against his hometown team. Especially on the road in St. Louis. Yeah, that, that game Thursday. And we heard his old man, Big Walt in Detroit. I'm assuming heading home and he'll be there boots on the ground. I'm sure when the senators are in St. Louis on Thursday, a couple late starts this, this week, at least for y'all out East, I got some seven o'clockers, which is nice, but that Thursday and Friday game, just of note, both eight o'clock Eastern starts. And then on Sunday as well, eight o'clock Eastern start to get even later next week. So enjoy those while you can, because then it's a couple nine o'clock starts at Arizona on Tuesday and Colorado to finish off the road trip on Thursday. Pillsy, we've got our inaugural scent of the week and a couple milestones to get to. That's next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Guys, if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And you can play any other sports. You can play football, basketball, baseball when it's on, college football. There's so many different ways to get into the action with Sleeper. What I love about the app is they have such a good chat. You can talk smack to your friends, let them know you got a big week coming up with the players you picked and 
entries can be made in under a minute. So if you're rushing home from work or the grocery store, trying to get dinner ready before the game, all you need is a couple minutes and you can get your entries done in time before puck drop. With studs like Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Jake Sanderson, and Drake Batherson, all you need to do is pick the right players for stats like goals, assists, save, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sens fans. A hundred times payout on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Only available for our friends in the U.S. for now. All right, Pilsy, here we go. Senators, Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow. But before we look forward, which we will do tomorrow on Locked On Senators, let's look back at the week that was. Who are the nominees for Sen of the Week? I think my first nominee has to go to G Money. Claude Giroux, the way this guy's been playing, it honestly feels like he's turned back the clock. He could go down. And I was thinking about this the other day, how, how ridiculous it sounds to say. But he could go down as one of the best senators of all time. Right now, he's third in points per game all time with the Ottawa Senators. He joined them at 34 years old. But the numbers are astounding. 101 points. So he hit the 100-point milestone with the Senators, and it took him 104 games. Pilsy, that's the second fastest ever behind only Danny Heatley. Like, I don't even think that it's hyperbole to say that he could be one of the best senators ever. Like, there's, it's a short list ahead of him even right now. Yeah, I mean he he's gonna climb up that uh, that leaderboard. I'm just running to uh, Hockey Reference right now to take a look at some of the leaders in points for the Ottawa Senators and just trying to see how he's gonna be able to climb here. Well, like, he's one point behind Brian Smolinski right now for 46, but he's played uh, 68 less games. Yeah, it's crazy. Like if he ends up, he's gonna finish this year, and then he's got one more year left on the deal. I think, Ross, he's going to sign a one-year deal after that, and then I think he's going to sign one more one-year deal. I think you've got you've got him penciled in for another year after that as well. I think, he, I think he signs two years after this one and then goes from there. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, so he's, he's going to have time to rack up the points, and the top 10 in points in Senators' uh, career history is Mark Stone with 311. So... I don't think it's that crazy if this guy plays another three years that he can get into that mix. Well, and and I like looking at it at a points per game for now because he's so far behind. And yeah, the only Senators with more points per game than Claude Giroux, minimum 20 games played because we got to get Brian Brian Gibbons out of the mix. This guy was just wild uh, for, for the Senators. But all jokes aside, yeah, Danny Heatley first. Jason Spets a second, Alexi Yashin third, and Yashin and Giroux are separated by .003. So it really is incredible what Claude Giroux's doing and getting that 100th point. It's just like when he got his 1,000th point in his career, Pilsy. He doesn't stop there. Same game, gets another one. So he's up to 101 points. And to me, what's most impressive, man, is, is just that. Like Every time he gets one point, it seems like he gets a second. Like He has to have... He has to have be leading the team in, in multi-point games for, for the Senators. Because I'm looking at his game log yeah. this year, and if we're comparing his two-point games to one, yeah, two three-point games this year and and four more two-point games. I, that's, 
six multi-point games this year and last year with the Ottawa Senators in, uh, I think he, yeah, he played all 82 games, part of the 82 game club last year. Uh, he finished with, this is actually ridiculous. He had 22 multi-point games last year for the Senators. Like this nice. guy is an absolute gamer. Love having him as a Senator. And if we're just going with this week, three goals, five points, 13 shots on goal. And Pilsy, how about a 65.8 face-off percentage last week? Insane. Yeah, that's huge. That's what Claude Giroux does. He, I feel like you can write him down for a goal and assist and incredible face-offs almost every single night. Like That's just what Claude Giroux does. So that's a good uh, Scent of the Week nomination for us. Yes. Uh, who's your nominee as we, as we climb up to the winner in today's Scent of the Week? My nominee for Scent of the Week, we already mentioned him a bunch, but Vladimir Tarasenko. I mean, you look at two what goals. What are you doing? You can't spoil it. This is who I'm nominating. Oh, we're, okay. Well, I was kind of doing like runner-up, runner-up, and then you get to the, the top. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going right to the top, Ross. You, All right. you pass it to me. I'm not going to mess around. I'm going right to the top. Vladimir Tarasenko, two goals, one assist up against his old team, New York Rangers, kind of a revenge game saying, hey, you guys traded for me uh, last year. You could have offered me a nice contract, but instead I go to Ottawa. So he makes some pay on that one. And then a goal and an assist up against the Detroit Red Wings. So that's a solid week for Vladimir Tarasenko, Ross. I Look, maybe I jumped the gun on going for the top guy right away, but he deserves the shout out. I'm not wasting any time getting to the best guy. At two game winning goals doesn't hurt to have that, that clutch gene in him and um, just who would have thought that him and Tim Stutzler would get along so well and, and play the way that they are. And yeah. obviously having Batherson uh, playmaking the way he is too, certainly helping out, but yeah, love what we've seen from Tarasenko this week. How about the fact that this guy, and I know plus minus, it's not everything, but Vladimir Tarasenko is plus 11 on the season, leading the nice. Ottawa senators in that the commitment defensively for him is something that's really impressed me. Something that maybe I didn't give him enough credit for. Um, the way that he's played over the course of his career. But, man, this guy is – he's fun. <laughs> he's fun to watch and and uh, certainly a guy who the Senators are lucky to have as well. Oh, yeah. I'm glad Tarasenko's in the mix, and I'm glad they figured out a way to get him going here. Oh, great stuff. So, Vladimir Tarasenko, three games played, three goals, two assists, eight shots, and a 17.56 time on ice. Vladimir Tarasenko is our inaugural Stand of the week. We'll try to remember to do that every Monday. If you know us, you know that segments come and go, but I like that. I like that. The scent of the week and, and lots to choose from this week with the Ottawa Senators just playing at their best, I would say. You know, Ridley Gregg comes back, is, is plus one, right, in three games, doesn't have any points, takes two minor penalties, but and, and he's 38% in the dot, I should also mention. But all that aside, like, he just slots everybody else so much better in this lineup that uh, his presence should not be understated either. Well, and you can't quantify how much he pisses off the other team. Like when a head coach of a, a team is saying F you, Greg, like, you know, you've got in their head. Like usually the, the coaches are so composed. They don't talk to the other players at all. So uh, Ridley Greg, a, a young kid is already finding ways to upset opponents and make them react on their emotions more than uh, more than anything, which is what you want, especially when you're up to, uh, a big lead against the Red Wings. Absolutely love it. All right, Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts for me is, hey, you mentioned it, Ross. They're about to head on a big road trip. 
Let's get a big win at home so you can kick that off right. And we talk about the Sens figuring out ways to take advantage of, um, you know, bad situations for opponents uh, like the Red Wings down all, all, all those players in that game. The Carolina Hurricanes are on a four-game losing streak. This is a team that's down bad. Their goaltending is, if you can believe it, worse than the Ottawa Senators right now, statistically, if you look at the numbers. So let's find a way to beat up on the Hurricanes that are down bad right now. And especially, you got to be getting those wins up against Eastern teams. Like, it's so huge here. Sure, you want wins up against any teams, but as they're going on a Western road trip, giving those teams two points doesn't really sting that much. But giving teams you're jockeying for position, hopefully, to try to get into a playoff spot later on in the season, that hurts a lot. So let's see the Ottawa Senators keep the home cooking going at the CTC and beat up on a down bad Carolina Hurricanes. We'll have that preview for you tomorrow. We certainly will. One final thought on Vladimir Tarasenko as well. He is second in the National Hockey League this season at on ice goals for percentage. So when he's on the ice, the Senators are scoring 78% of the goals. Shout out to Quinton Byfield. Always, always like seeing him do well. Not better than Tim Stutzla, but still no. doing well. He leads the league in that category at 80%. So right there with Vladimir Tarasenko and hashtag sends abroad legend. Michael Amadio is third playing 350 minutes and he's out there. 78% of the goals for Ottawa will be at Vegas this upcoming Sunday. Leave a comment below. We want to know your final opinion before the hearing comes down today on David Perron. What kind of punishment would fit the crime? The in-person hearing will happen this afternoon. The time still to be decided, but we will let you know as soon as that comes across the table here, locked on senators on that note though, Pilsy, the Erica Branson saga it is hashtag sends abroad. So I want to touch on this briefly. He gets hit from behind into the boards at one end, no call. He kind of tries to stand up for himself later on. He goes full Matt Carpenter, just grabs Nick cousins off the wall, hits him once, hits him twice. He's down. And then he keeps pummeling him. My question to you, who gets the stiffer punishment, David Perron or Eric good Branson? Uh, I can be honest. I, I didn't see the good brands of play, so I can't really, I can't watch, really give a fair comment on it. But watch it in real time right now, because if you just search good Branson on uh, on Twitter, you'll see it. I'll actually DM it to you as well here, because it is, it's, it's over the top for sure. Now, much like David Perron, it's you know an eye for an eye type thing. Pol- players policing themselves, but at the same time, uh, one he got the guy who actually hit him. And I don't know about Cousins turtling right away, like kind of being like, I don't want any part of this. Branson's obviously a tough customer. But as you're watching it here, what are your initial impressions? I mean, good. He's going to get the bigger suspension 100%. (laughs) Yeah, that was wild. That's taking a guy down and then continuing to feed him while he's down there. There's no question about that, Ross. Uh, Columbus fans, come at me uh, uh, on this one. But... What are you calling six, seven, eight? I don't know, actually. No, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I think they might each be five games. No, I think you got to give Goody more games. They're both premeditated opinion. for sure. Yeah, yeah, but Goody, like, Perron gets one piece of Zoob. Goody gets five or six pieces of cousin here. It's the buffet keep coming back for more. Line yeah. it up. Jesus. Yeah. All right. That's our show. That's Brandon Pillar. I'm Ross Levitan. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. We'll chat with you tomorrow. Maybe a special guest. Who knows if we could ever, you know, 
rope down a time with old Mark Mathot. We'll figure that out because he's got to appeal the suspension. He's already sent in the group chat. The suspension will be appealed for him wearing a Leafs jersey. Now, the evidence is pretty damning. Yes. I literally have photos on my phone, but we'll see what he has to say about that. Maybe as early as tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. We'll also have a full game day preview. Senators hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.